Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alright, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live from the capital city of Austin, Texas. This is your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports, and this edition of Chairgate is going to be a little bit more somber, obviously, because of Ryan Newman. This whole episode is pretty much just going to be discussing Ryan Newman, but at the same time, it's going to be a little bit more uplifting because I think we he might be Superman. There's a chance that he's invincible. Uh, you know, I don't want to start com- conspiracies or anything, but it's a possibility. It's 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 a realistic possibility. Uh, this episode's going to be a shorter one. No guests this week. The whole kind of mood of you know NASCAR was a little bit um, more down, I guess. Uh, so it just felt weird asking for people to come on the show to talk about it. Uh, next week, I already have a guest lined up, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully a little bit more uplifting, a little more upbeat than this one. I just wanted to put something out um, just to kind of talk about the situation uh, so y'all can get my my take on it. Uh, so obviously, let's just dive right into it. The Daytona 500, it's extremely unfortunate um, what happened at the end there because you know, more, you know, obviously because, you know, no one wants a driver to get injured or possibly worse, but it was actually, in my opinion, a fairly good race also. And so, you know, I feel like that might be forgotten because I think that was a pretty good race. Yeah. There was of course some, um, you know, pack racing, you know, people were just in single file line for a little bit of it, but overall, it was pretty exciting. They were getting three wide, uh, you know, kind of what you expect at the Daytona 500. And up until, you know, the last, I don't know, I want to say 20 laps, there weren't any wrecks, really. There were some small ones, but nothing, you know, not the big one. So, 
overall, it was a it was an entertaining race. It was a good race. It came down, obviously, to the end, as we all know, with Denny Hamlin. I believe he was in third at the time. Decided to take the outside lane. Ryan Blaney behind Newman, who's leading the race. And Blaney was... Some people initially thought... I think he was definitely trying to get past him at first. And then he quickly realized, this ain't going to happen. Because it's the last turn, going into the last straight to cross the finish line of the Daytona 500. And Ryan freaking Newman's in front of you. You're not getting past him. You're going to need a whole lap to get around Ryan Newman, at least. So, it looked like at first, obviously, he was trying to see if he could get around him to go for the win, obviously. But, I think he quickly realized, I'm not getting around Ryan Newman. You know, because Ryan Newman came down and blocked, like he does. Everyone expects that, from, especially from Newman. Came down and blocked, good block there. So, I think, at that point, Blaney was thinking, okay, let's just, let me just push Newman to get the win, um, and you know we'll we'll get a manufacturer win out of this, and you know maybe maybe Blaney can get second then with that momentum pushing him, which is a good thought, you know definitely definitely a good thought process to have the last second like that, and I am not some kind of engineer and expert, I don't even pretend to be, uh, in fact I probably downplay what little I even do know, I'm just like NASCAR engineering retarded and I, I so I don't really know how it happened but it's like he got loose when when Blaney was pushing him kind of like what happened with Logano earlier I, I don't think Logano meant to to cause a wreck and to take out his own teammate I highly doubt that was the case but you know a little just a couple laps earlier Logano took out half the field by trying to push Amarola which then, in turn, hit Kozlowski. So, uh, I think that's just that just can happen uh, when you're trying to push. You know, it's dangerous, but it's effective. So, I think that was what happened there. And then, obviously, as we know, Ryan Newman gets turned and immediately starts flying. And then that's when... Uh, Corey LaJoy ran into the driver's side of Ryan Newman, which, you know, initially when I'm watching this, when we're watching the race, they, the camera goes away from, kind of leaves Newman's car behind for, to watch the, the, you know, the cars cross the finish line. Because Blaney and Hamlin, by the way, the second closest finish in Daytona 500 history, both of which were won, races won by Hamlin. So let's just, for a second, you know, realize how good Hamlin has, is truly. Obviously, he's always been really good, but even later on, like towards the end of his career, he is just doing spectacular. So, obviously, that was exciting. Cameras on that, and I saw, you know, it was a bad wreck, but initially I'm thinking, oh, man, that sucks, like tore up the car. Uh, I, did, I had no idea how serious it was going to be until they showed the replay and kind of went back to the car and just showed it with the fire and Newman not moving out of the car. Um, so that's, I think, when I started to think, oh, this could be bad. And I remember my wife even saying something like that. And so big controversy initially was Hamlin celebrating 
the victory. And I think people overreacted too quickly because I, I think I initially, I immediately said like, hey, they just don't know how serious that wreck is yet. You forget how big that track is, how far away that wreck is from where he is now. He had no idea how serious that wreck really was. He thought it was just a wreck. Um, so nobody knew how bad it was. So he was celebrating the win. It's the Daytona 500. I mean, you know, unfortunately, this kind of reminds us of Dale Earnhardt. And, you know, Michael Waltrip was celebrating that. Because why wouldn't you? You don't know how serious something on the back end, on the back stretch, or wherever it may be. You don't know how serious it is. So Hamlin was celebrating like he would normally. I, it even looked like he was hesitant, like he was sitting there, like he knew maybe that wreck's worse than it is, but hey, nobody's telling me otherwise, so I might as well just celebrate. So I think that's kind of what was going through their heads. They were a little hesitant, but they never got the word from anybody, any official word saying, hey, 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 Hamlin's still in his car, or he's unconscious, or something like that. I don't think they got that information. So they were celebrating as normal. They were trying to be as normal as possible until they did get the word it's bad and they stopped and all the focus went to Newman which is great but I think people were a little too quick to judge um, Joe Gibbs and the Ham and, and Hamlin like if you're anybody like Joe Gibbs he's got to be like one of the best guys in NASCAR I mean come on you think he's just gonna be like oh I don't care that somebody might be dead like I'm gonna celebrate my victory that's the last thing I would expect from Joe Gibbs the, the man prays, like, every time. And I also saw that on Twitter. People were like, well, I, I saw him praying with this team um, before they started celebrating. That's something Joe Gibbs always does. He's very Christian. He's, he prays before and after every race. Um, he's always praying with the with the team. I, he wasn't praying uh, for Newman, thinking that there was something wrong with Newman. He just prays, like, with his team all the time. Um, so he's not the kind of guy that's going to celebrate while somebody's you know, unconscious out there, um, not sure what the condition is. That's the, I don't think that's the type of guy he is. I don't think that's the type of guy Hamlin is, which is another kind of funny thing I was talking to my wife about, um, <laughs> you know, two seasons ago. I hated Denny Hamlin. I really hated him. I, it was him and Kyle Busch I think I hated the most. And then I guess maybe Joey Logano. He's always kind of thrown in there. But Hamlin's gone. He has had the ultimate redemption story, I think, in fandom. Because I remember when everybody hated him. When he took out um, Kyle Larson. And then he had the whole Adderall scandal thing. Where he went on uh, Pardon My Take and talked about Adderall. Got everybody in trouble. Um, Daytona 500 last season. Uh, two two seasons ago? Two years? Was that two? That was two years ago. When he got in Bubba's face. When Bubba got second. Everybody hated him. But... Man, I, I truly like Denny Hamlin. I never saw that coming. I, I really do like him now as a driver, as a personality. Um, I've, I've enjoyed Denny Hamlin these past two seasons a lot. I know this isn't the Denny Hamlin show. We're here to talk about Ryan Newman. Just figure I'd throw that out there. Also, um, I, I tweeted this as well. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, go follow me at Chairgate. And I don't know why you wouldn't follow me already if you listen to the podcast. But... I don't know. My listeners suck, so you're probably, you know, you're probably not a good person. Anyway, I tweeted this out like immediately, and I was like, "Man, I know this is like a weird time to talk about this, and I don't want to come off as insensitive." But immediately, I was like, "I feel terrible for Ryan Blaney," 
And I, I was like, I don't know if that's weird to say, but I feel really bad for Ryan Blaney because, you know, God forbid that Newman didn't make it out of there, right? He didn't make it. Um, that's, you know, Ryan Blaney's a young driver, very talented, obviously. He's part of the, the future of NASCAR, I would say. You know, Chase Elliott, some of the other um, younger guys, you can argue, Eric Jones, whoever else. You know what I mean. Ryan Blaney's in that group. He's going to be the future of NASCAR. Definitely an important person for the future of NASCAR. But something like that can, I think, could ruin somebody's career because you can't, you know, undersell the importance of having the right mentality for being a competitive uh, athlete in any sport. You have to have the right mentality, and something like that can ruin you emotionally and mentally. And that's how you ruin a good athlete, is just dig them from the inside out. So I didn't immediately was thinking, oh my god, I hope this doesn't you know, affect Ryan Blaney in that way. And it doesn't appear to be, I think he under, thank god, he, I think he understands. Um, it wasn't his fault, it wasn't his intention, anything like that, which is great. And same with Corey LaJoy, I didn't think about that initially either, because I didn't realize it was Corey LaJoy that hit him. But that was another thing is, you know, that photo, if you haven't seen it, of Corey LaJoy just on his knees, like, looks like he's, like, crying or something, like, with his car wrecked behind him. It's a very powerful photo, whoever took that. And it just makes you think, like, man, I hope these other drivers that um, had something to do with this don't feel like it was their fault. Because none of that was intentional, obviously. Obviously. None of, none of it's intentional. They don't mean to. And... You know, any given race, they could be on the other side of this. It could be them. So, it's just important for fans to remember remember that as well, and you know, be easy on some of these guys. But that's another thing I gotta say, man. I usually hate NASCAR Twitter. I'm gonna be honest. People on Twitter that are NASCAR fans are really bad. It's like one of the worst fan fandoms on Twitter. Uh, baseball is also really bad and golf is kind of sometimes, but there's certain, like, sports groups on Twitter that are bad, and NASCAR is one of the worst I've ever encountered. Not because they're, like, I feel like when I say this, outsiders might think, like, oh, yeah, because they're dumb and redneck and racist, stuff like that, but that's not the case at all, actually. I would say you get more of that from the NFL crowd than you do from the NASCAR crowd, surprisingly. The problem with the NASCAR crowd on Twitter is they love to complain. It's almost like if you're a NASCAR fan today, um, you're just a masochist. Like, you, you want things to go wrong. So, even if things are going right, about half the population on NASCAR Twitter is going to hate it for whatever reason. They're going to find some reason to hate it. I've never seen it worse from any other sport than NASCAR. Um, and I, I don't know why, but they, NASCAR Twitter is very opinionated, and they're always going to find something to hate. And it's just, it's it's entertaining, but it's bad. Like, sometimes it can just bring you down, bring your whole day down, because you're like, man, that's a lot of negativity. But I got to say, uh, this dealing with the Ryan Newman situation, the NASCAR Twitter people, they, they came out in full force, and everybody, when they saw how serious it was, just shut up. People stopped being negative. People stopped giving Ryan Blaney a hard time, Corey LaJoy, and nothing like that. Nobody, you know, initially people were mad at Hamlin and Joe Gibbs. All that stopped. 
and it all just focused on positivity towards Ryan Newman and making sure that he's okay and, you know, thoughts and prayers. And people weren't bashing people for saying thoughts and prayers, stuff like that. No, it was all just positivity. It was all focused on Ryan Newman and his health. And that was so good to see. It was so refreshing to just kind of remind you, like, hey, these are normal people out there, too. They might hate pretty much everything, but at the end of the day, they're normal people, and they want, you know, to see this driver be okay, even if they don't like it, you know. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Even (laughs) I'm, I'm dedicating this whole episode to Ryan Newman, obviously, because of the situation that we're in, but... I tweeted this also, um, you know, I say this in the most endearing way possible, but I really don't like Ryan Newman as a driver, not as a person. As a person, he seems like a good guy, uh, you know, seems like a really involved and good dad, nothing against him personally, but as a driver, I don't like him. And that's because any driver I do like, anytime that they get behind him, they could be in 15th and they're behind Ryan Newman. And, you know, it, it, it's like the end of stage two or something. And they can't get past him. Because that dude is always trying his hardest to block. That's what he does. And, you know, anybody else that's listening to this podcast, if you have a favorite driver, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't like Ryan Newman on the track. He is a tough son of a bitch. He is so hard to pass, and he can ruin your whole day for your driver. Just by him blocking. And it's so frustrating. Because he'll come up and you're like, oh, you know, my driver's making a good run. He's got this momentum. It's getting towards the end. But then, oh, shit, he's behind Ryan, Ryan Newman. Oh, no. That's not good. You know, And, and y'all know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, as a driver, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Ryan Newman's. But uh, it's, it's out of respect uh, for his driving skill and his ability to block. And obviously, I'm an RCR fan, so him leaving, I felt a little indifferent about. Um, not against him, once again, not against him personally, just, you know, the team. So, I've definitely cheered for Ryan Newman. You know, when he was in the 31, I was definitely cheering for Ryan Newman. And it would have been kind of cool to see him win the Daytona 500. I'm not going to lie, that that would have been entertaining. I don't know if I'm just saying that now, retroactively, though, uh, because of the situation. But... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Nevertheless, um, Ryan Newman, he's, I guess, okay. Um, so he was sent to the hospital. They brought out the black tarp, and everybody immediately was like, that's not good. That's what I thought, too. I was like, I, I was like that's a really bad sign. Jeff Gordon's holding back tears in the booth. 
I mean, all this kind of added up to that's that's not good. Um, that's really really bad. This could be. A, I mean, I keep I, I hate having to go back to this, but it felt like a Dale Earnhardt situation. It really did. It, that's what it seemed like, and I think that's where everybody's head was at. So he goes to the hospital. No updates. No updates. No updates. Okay. Um, not life-threatening. Serious condition, but not life-threatening. So everybody's rejoicing, but in the back of my head, I was like, that that serious condition part scares me. You know, and I don't want to be, like, so negative, but, like, what if he's paralyzed or something? You know, just God forbid, any of these things. said so not life-threatening, but that, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be serious condition. So then, I had a bit of an inside source, um, that, you know, I'm not going to name names or anything. And I wanted to make sure not to um, put it out there. I, I tweeted that I just got news and it might be worse, you know, or it might be, it might not be good. And a lot of people got mad at me for that, for tweeting that, because they were like, well, don't even tweet it if you're not going to tell us. I just didn't want to tell people because I felt like the family and the company and the team and all that should be the ones to make the announcements. And also, it wasn't an official announcement. It was just kind of like, an update, and they had planned on making the official announcement that day anyway, a couple hours later. But, I mean, the update I got was totally different than what happened, and I don't think, I don't know. It seemed like it was going to be a lot worse, like maybe there was brain damage. That's what it initially, from the update I got, that's what it sounded like, but I didn't want to like be a downer and talk about this. But that's what it, that's what it seemed like from the update. And then, Three hours later, they said he woke up and started talking with his family. So I was like, whoa, that is wild turn of events from what I was expecting. So I was like, okay, he's awake, but, you know, what's going to happen? <laughs> Next thing I know, they're, they're tweeting out photos of him walking around the hospital with his family. And I'm like, okay, this this is wild. You know, th- this doesn't make any sense. And then, just uh, yesterday, because I'm recording this uh, what, Friday, I think it was just yesterday... He's leaving the hospital, walking out of the hospital with no shoes on, of course. That's, you know, <laughs> one thing everybody had to point out. Where, where are your shoes, dude? Um, so he leaves the hospital, walks out with his daughters, and just dumbfounded. And that's what I started this episode talking about. I mean, this guy, he might be Superman. Who is able to do that? That's insane. Also, can we just point out, this seems like a testament to those cars. The safety measures in those cars must be just incredible. Just incredible. And I know Ryan Newman has been a big um, opponent. or he just, He's had a lot to say about the safety in the cars. He's worried about them flying on the super speedways. And, you know, he definitely has a point about that. Obviously, we saw what just happened. Uh, and I don't want to sound too morbid or anything, but as an NASCAR fan, you know, the... The possibility of danger actually makes NASCAR more entertaining. I know that sounds terrible, but it's a simple fact. Um, you know, wrecks like that make NASCAR entertaining. People enjoy that kind of stuff. Obviously, not like what he went through. That's a little much. But it's just so good that there's safety measures like that that Ryan Newman can walk out of the hospital a couple days after. I mean, that's incredible. How, what is that? Like three or four days later, he's walking out of the hospital. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. We haven't gotten an update yet about his um, condition or um, how soon he's going to be getting back in the car. 
We'll still have to see about that. I do know that Ross Chastain will be filling in for him this weekend. And that'll be interesting. A lot of people are excited. I gotta think of a name for, like, Ross Chastain fans. Like, like, Chastities. The Chastity Belts. I think I'm gonna call them the Ross Chastity Belts. Um, his, his diehard fan base is the weirdest thing. I've never seen a driver with, like, diehard fan base like this that's... I don't want to say, like, proven nothing, but <laughs> he's clearly a good driver. I'm not saying he's not. He, you know, he can he can compete at that level. But people are like, oh, he does, you know, amazing for the equipment he's given. But it's like, I mean, you can say that about anybody that's given bad equipment. I don't know. I don't want to sound rude. But people are pretty hyped up. The the uh, Ross Chast- Chastity belts, they think that this is going to be his moment to shine that he's going to take this car to victory lane. And I just don't understand what they're talking about. I don't see it at all. And watch him like win this race and me just look like an idiot. But I don't I don't see it. I've never seen it for Ross Chastain. And that's not to say he's a nice guy. I've said this before and you know people will be like, "Oh, he's so nice, dude. How can you say that?" I'm not talking about the, their personality. I'm talking about them driving on the track. I've met him at a race at a track and he was extremely nice to me. Um, stopped and talked to me when I had something to say to him. Very, very nice guy. Absolutely. I don't think he's any kind of incredible driver. That being said, that would be very cool to see uh, Newman's car you know, cross the finish line. I just don't see it happening. And I, I think drivers, you know, where they might have given him an inch, will give him a mile. You know, nobody's going to want to get near that car right now so that'll probably help but we'll see um at belly up sports we tried to i designed a shirt a ryan newman shirt and i think it was a very cool shirt and we were just trying to show support you know for ryan newman the situation but we didn't want to seem like we're trying to profit off a unfortunate situation which we weren't we you know that wasn't our intention to profit off it so We decided, you know, whatever proceeds we make off this shirt, let's just go ahead and donate all of it 100% to the Rescue Ranch. Um, That is the Newman family's charity that they have set up out in North Carolina um, to help with animals. So we thought it was a pretty good idea. The shirt was really cool, um, got a lot of love early on. And then I get a message from Roush Fenway saying that we essentially had to take the shirt down because of trademark issues. So, you know, I messaged him back and I'm like, could you be a little more specific? Like what trademarks um, are, are we running into? Because essentially what the shirt was, was I took, I took an image of Ryan Newman, but I, I changed it in a lot of ways to where like legally that is now an original piece of artwork. So, and and then I removed all logos, all brand logos, and changed those, or just removed them completely to where there's no more logos, um, and that's it. And then it had his name, Ryan, Ryan Newman, on it. So, I mean, maybe that's where... So, I just said, like, can you be more specific about the trademarks? And they said any image of Ryan Newman at all is an infringement of a trademark, which, number one, you know, we're not selling it for profit. So if we're not profiting off his likeness, I'm not sure that holds up. And then number two, I changed it 
in such a way to where it's actually an original piece of art. So I wanted to fight it. I was like, you know what? No, screw them. And I, I told them, I was like, this is this is for his charity. We're not making a dime off this. We're not profiting at all. We just want to um, help raise money for charity. And we felt like this is the best way to do it because I enjoy designing shirts and stuff like that. Um, and they're like, yeah, we, we understand all that, but like, no, you got to take it down. And then they wouldn't, you know, respond to my concerns about the, the trademark further. They just dropped it and just said, like, take it down. And I wanted to fight them on it because I don't like people telling me what to do. Um, but, you know, the people over at Belly Up Sports were like, no, let's just take it down. It's not worth it. Um, and they're right. It's not worth it. I just, I'm a stubborn son of a bitch. So, uh, unfortunately, nobody can purchase that shirt anymore. And, um, the, you know, we can't help. We can't donate to the Rescue Ranch. So, sorry, Rescue Ranch and everybody that wanted the shirts. It's been removed because of Roush Fenway, um, because, you know, if they weren't already uh, rich and powerful enough, they had to tell us little podcasters and bloggers to not donate to Ryan Newman's charity. So that's the situation. If I sound butthurt and bitter, it's because I am. It pisses me the fuck off, honestly. It pisses me the fuck off. I, I mean, I think it's a petty move by them. Um, we weren't trying to profit off anything. We just wanted to help out, support the cause. And it's just a petty little bitch move by them. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm not ever going to become a Roush Fenway fan after that. Uh, you know, mad respect to Newman as a person, as a driver. But at the end of the day, uh, pretty much every episode from here on out, if I have the opportunity to bash Roush Fenway, I will. Um, that's just, that's the fact. You know, I mean, they, they want to play this game. That's what I'm going to do. What little I can do is what I will do. And it's very little. It won't affect them at all. But, I don't know. I don't know. They've turned me completely off from them. So, um, yeah, not not able to uh, help their charity anymore. Sorry about it. I don't know what else to say. But, that pissed me off. Maybe I'll write a blog about it. Maybe I'll take out all my frustration on uh, a blog. Anyway, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. I'll have a much better episode, much longer episode next week with a really fun guest coming on. Can't wait to introduce him to, uh, to everybody. In fact, I think some of y'all that listen to this podcast might already know him, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I feel like our, uh, our audiences have crossed definitely before. Um, I'm going to wrap this up with a special song that I made in honor of Ryan Newman and the situation. Uh, I think it's incredible. It is a parody song. So whoever owns the copyrights, whatever, the rights to this song, this is a parody. I'm not profiting off this song. It's a complete parody. I legally am able to do this. Um, fuck off. If you try to send me another season to this, I'm not going to stop doing my shit. I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't care. So, got this song, um, and if my voice doesn't sound good in it, that's actually not because I don't have a beautiful voice, because I probably have one of the best voices you've ever heard. Um, I've been told that I have a voice of a generation, so it's an, I have an incredible voice. The problem is this microphone. 
It's a bad microphone. So every time you hear me try to like go, ha, and then my voice cracks, that's actually not my voice cracking. That's actually just having a really bad microphone. Um, if I had a good microphone, you could hear how good my voice is, but because it's a bad microphone, it automatically makes my voice sound bad. That's just a fact. Um, so maybe if I have better listeners, y'all can donate to the podcast. I can get a good microphone, and y'all can hear how good my voice is. I'll make another song for y'all. But for the time being, that was this episode. Wrapping it up. Uh, enjoy this song. Peace. Erase the pack last night. Drove tight. Number six. Ford Mustang. Driving first in no time with the best still hang he drove so hard he drove with grace there's no one harder to pass on such a timeless race It won't take a long, long time Till reality brings us all around to find There's not a single Ryan Newman clone Oh no, no, no He's the Rocket Man Rocket Man Tearing up the track all on his own And I think it won't take a long all around to find There's not a single Ryan Newman clone Oh no, no, no He's the Rocket Man Rocket Man Tearing up the track all on his own He's the kind of man To raise his kids fact, he does it well, and he'll still go racing to please his fans. And all the engineering, I don't understand, I just watch him race. One day a week, the Rocket Man, the Rocket Man. And I think it won't take a long, long time, till reality brings us all around to find. There's not a single Ryan Newman clone Oh no, no, no He's the Rocket Man Rocket Man Tearing up the track all on his own